to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football, from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, brought to you by DynastyProsFootball.com, your source for all things Dynasty League football. Bob Miller here, always accompanied by Tommy Harvey. Um, We want to thank you for listening to the show, however you listen, if you're driving to and from work, if you're at work, if you're sitting in the house all by yourself with the lights out and a few candles going listening to us hail we're not we're not judging at all we we appreciate you making us part of your day so tommy how you doing man i'm doing great robert how are you today man i can't complain uh you know it's it's november 11th it's 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 veterans day um you know we want to thank all you vets out there that might be listening to us or if you have a brother, sister, dad, mom, someone that served. We, we want to we wanna take this opportunity to thank you for that. That's, uh, I, I want to say that I appreciate it more than, than most people would think. Um, there's a lot of sacrifices, a lot of, a lot of heroes out there, Tommy. And uh, I know your father's a military man. And, um, you know, yeah, we he just... Was, he was in for 25 years. He, uh, he, he retired back in 04. My brother's actually in right now. He's over in Kuwait at the moment. Well, that's... Uh, that's incredible, man. And like I said, we, we appreciate all our uh, all our soldiers out there and all of our veterans out there. So happy Veterans Day to everyone out there that's uh, involved or has someone that is involved. So, Well, all right. You, you want to talk some fantasy football or what, Tommy? It's what we're here for, isn't it? I guess you're right. I suppose you're right. So, you, know, you know, man, I, I, you know, before we get started in some of the news and notes and whatnot, I want to get something, something off my chest, and 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 I don't even know where to go with this, but you know, being part of the fantasy industry like we are, you know, we get asked by a lot of people to join fantasy leagues and uh, or or dynasty leagues, keeper leagues, whatever it may be. We get asked quite a bit, and, and some of them we will accept, and and one of the leagues that I accepted in, dude. Believe it or not, there's still trade vetoing going on in this league. And I don't know uh, if there's anything that gets on my damn nerves more than trade vetoes, man. What do you think about that? Didn't that end like back in 92? I don't know. Maybe 93. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm playing in a fantasy league from like 20 years ago with this trade vetoing. And, and, and listen, man, if somebody, Here's here's a uh, here's a spoiler for everyone out there that that likes to make trades or tries to make trades because Tommy, you and I love making trades. We've made a million trades with each other. Shit, we've been trying to make a trade today uh, already. But here's here's the thing, man. Just to just to you know, kind of spoil things. Usually, someone wins the trade and someone doesn't win a trade. Rarely does it go 50-50, and it helps both teams, especially if you're in a, in a dynasty league, you're looking down the road, keeper league, whatever it may be. Someone always gets the better end of it, but it's not my job to judge that, Tommy. It's not yours. It's not anyone's job out there to judge that. Um, you know, the only time something should be vetoed in any, if, if there's some kind of collusion going on, okay? 
and that should come down to the commissioner, not not yeah. people inside the league. Absolutely. Listen, if there's collusion going on, uh, you know, anyone can see it. it it's extremely obvious. Um, not not just some crummy trade that you know someone's. You know, because in this show, we're going to talk about a lot of people's stock that's up, their stock that's down. You know, we always talk about buy lows and sell highs. Um, and that's what people do. They try to maximize profit. They try to maximize the value on their guys and try to buy low on other guys. And and not everybody's going to see eye to eye on that. Just because someone values Lamar Jackson a little lower than someone else doesn't mean you should veto a trade because someone traded him. Um, so yeah, if there's collusion and, and, and I don't know, Tommy, maybe we should tell people what collusion is. It's not a shitty trade. Okay. It's not a bad trade. That's not collusion. Okay. Collusion is you, you, you're doing these little side favors or, yeah. or, Hey, I tell you what, man, if you trade me, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara right now for, um, I don't know, you, you David Johnson, which we'll actually get into here in a second. But if you trade me Alvin Kamara right now for David Johnson and I win this league, you know, I'll give you a hundred bucks or I'll give you 200 bucks or I'll give you 20% of what, what the payout is, whatever it is, guys, that's collusion. Okay. Not if someone just makes a kind of a crappy trade because that happens. I mean, every trade you see goes down. Rarely do you kind of just put your head to the side and go, yep. yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Usually you're like, oh, God. You'll text a dude and say, dude, man, you just killed that guy. You know, whatever it may be. Everyone has their their opinions on deals. Listen, trade vetoing should be gone. If you're still doing it in your league, get with the damn times. Get rid of that crap. If you're the commissioner, you know when something, if there's some collusion there. In fact, it was kind of funny. I brought up Kamara and David Johnson. You know, uh, Tommy, what was it, a, a few years in a keeper league that I run? You know, we had two guys make a trade. Uh, what was it, David Johnson, I believe, had uh, – it was a, one of the years that he was out for the season, if I'm not, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and a guy traded him – a guy that was out of the league traded him Alvin Kamara straight up for David Johnson. Now – Everyone in, in our league thought that was one of the worst damn trades in the world. Now, listen, Kamara wasn't putting up the super-duper numbers that he is now, but Kamara was still putting up damn good numbers. But the bottom line was, is even though we thought it was a crummy trade, I really didn't see any veto- I didn't see any collusion going on there. And as a matter of fact, I believe that guy that, that acquired Alvin Kamara ended up winning the league that year and beat your wife, I believe, wasn't yep. it, Tommy? Yep. Yeah, so he beat your wife in the championship game that year. Now, here's the collusion part. What happened uh, a few weeks after the uh, season was over with? They traded, traded him right back. They traded him right back. <laughs> Guys, that's collusion. And and so let's just make a, a, a long story short. They're not part of the league any longer. So that is what happens. That That is collusion there. Not You, know, you don't veto a trade because you think it's crummy. You think it's crappy. Um, you've, you, it, there shouldn't be vetoing involved at all. Okay. So anyways, I just had to get that off my chest. I apologize to you all out there that you had to spend about four or five minutes of your life listening to that, but <laughs> that really grinds your gears, Bob. Yeah. yeah you know, it grinds my gears. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, dude, I can't believe that shit's still going on, man. But anyways, let's move on. There's some, there's some, some news out there, some injuries because there's a ton of running back news out there. That's just. Oh, driving me nuts, man. We finally get Christian McCaffrey back last week. 
damn it, Tommy, I made that deal in 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 a in a dynasty league, and and I traded a first round pick and Tyreek Hill to get McCaffrey because I needed to kind of compete with you guys, sneak into the playoffs. And dude, now he's gonna miss this week. He's very very much doubtful with this shoulder injury for week ten. Um, so hopefully. You, uh, you, 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 Christian McCaffrey owners out there um, didn't get rid of Mike Davis, and I know Tommy, you you own McCaffrey in a couple of leagues. Well, first off, that that really teaches you to uh, kind of go against me and going and going for a trade. Um, <laughs> you should have just let me have him. Then then you wouldn't have had to worry about it. Uh, yeah. But yes, um, I have Mike Davis in another league where I where I also have Christian McCaffrey and. Thankfully, I did not drop. I did not drop Mike Davis. Um, he is going to be very valuable to me down, especially right now down the stretch. Not knowing if Christian McCaffrey is even going to be fully healthy for the rest of the year. Yeah, and and here here's a small concern of mine is, you know, the reports came out they're not shutting down McCaffrey by any means, but. I also hope they don't hold him out through week 13, uh, which is their bye week. Um, that'll jack up a lot of leagues, but if you do have Mike Davis, it, it, that'll soften the blow. But um, hopefully maybe McCaffrey just misses this week at the most and then comes back and uh, we can get him because, man, in a PPR league you know, this past Sunday, man, he blew up and, oh. The world was right again there. So, um, dude, he yeah. he is only he's he only has three fewer points than David Montgomery does for the entire season. <clears throat> he is like the RB twenty five, and he's only played a couple games. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Some of the points he's put up, it's uh, it's fantastic. Gosh, he's a, he is uh, he is just a I like to call him a dynasty diamond man. He is PPR gold. All right, so yeah, good, good stuff there. Another, uh, uh, you know, let's uh, yeah, maybe go from the negative to the positive here. Nick Chubb, he returned to practice this week, and um, all is looking good for him to return this week, uh, return on Sunday to play. So all you Nick Chubb owners out there, you can finally, looks like you can probably pop him into your lineup and get ready to go with him, get ready to roll. So we're, we're really, really excited about that. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is back at practice. Um, I'm not a Miles Sanders guy. I never have been, never will be. But, damn it, a lot of people took him maybe in the back end of the first round, maybe top of the second round. So, um, looks like he's going to be good to go this weekend as well. So, you guys out there that own him can uh, can fire him up. Same thing with Mark Ingram. Looks like the Ravens are going to, you, you know, probably see what he can do this week. He's missed the last two games. <clears throat> Excuse me, which – which a lot of folks are not not opposed to. You know, they got to see a little bit of J.K. Dobbins and some Gus Edwards. But Mark Ingram is valuable to that offense, and um, he's looking like he's going to give it a go uh, today and uh, throughout the week. So we're not 100% sure if he's going to to play this uh, Sunday night against the Patriots. Um, Joe Mixon, Lord have mercy, we have no idea what's going on with him. They just came off of their bye week, Tommy, and um, this is their first practice off of their bye week, and and, and Joe Mixon missed the practice. Yeah. That's not good news. That's I hope not. We got good. Gio Bernard. Yeah, Gio Bernard. It looks like Mixon's not going to be going this weekend. So if if Gio's out there on your waiver wire, if you don't have him already or whatever, go grab him. You can fire him up this weekend as long as Mixon's not returning. And Gio's, you know, a solid RB two even against that Pittsburgh defense. 
um, in a PPR league. He's a uh, he's good stuff. So you know, feel uh, you know, feel free to start him with confidence. Um, no news on Austin Eckler. I know a lot of us are kind of waiting and wondering what's going on there. Couldn't tell you. There's nothing out there on him. Well, I know I know some people were kind of hoping he'd be back this week, but I, I don't see that happening. Um, so it it could end up being another week, two or three, you know, prior to him even coming back. <clears throat> yeah. So you know, feel free to fire up Kalen Bellage there, folks. Yeah, yeah, gross. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm telling gosh. you, my Stay gosh. Stay away yeah. from it. Well, I, you know, now now the Chargers are talking about uh, resting uh, Justin Jackson. Uh, this week, and um, looks like that, you know, Bellage and, and, and Kelly might get the nod again this weekend. So if you're really in a bad situation, Kalen Bellage will probably help you out this weekend. So Yeah, I guess I guess some points is better than zero points. So. Absolutely. Gosh almighty, man. I couldn't imagine. This Kalen Bellage is just hilarious. Oh, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much for the news, um, you know, with the running backs out there. We wanted to cover that real quick and kind of give people a heads up of what's going on there. Um, Tommy, what do you think about the rookies so far this year? You know, with, with compared to how they were drafted, you know, obviously with everyone, most people took Clyde Edwards, Hilaire number one in their rookie drafts. And they're kind of bummed out right now with the addition of Le'Veon Bell. But, you know, in your opinion, how are some of these guys shaped up, uh, as far as the season's gone along, uh, versus how these rookies were drafted? Man, it, it's kind of been flipped upside down um, because you were expecting guys like like um, Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb and um, uh, guys like, um, who, were we t- who were we talking about earlier, uh, Denzel Mims and Jalen Rager. You're kind of expecting those guys to be um, big-time contributors. Um, and now, all of a sudden, guys like Jalen Rager and Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims really hadn't even played until a couple weeks ago, and Jalen Rager hasn't done anything. Um, so wide receivers, you're, I mean, it's kind of upside down, whereas guys like um, Brandon Ayuk, who you probably were able to take towards the end of the second round, beginning of the third round, T. Higgins, same way, those guys are really putting up pretty big numbers right now. Yeah, it's kind of funny how you said it flip-flop because – Everyone was really, really confident in the running backs and thought that these wide receivers were going to take a little longer to develop and become fantasy, really fantasy relevant as far as, you know, getting into your starting lineup. But everyone thought Jonathan Taylor and, and, and Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, you know, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, they all thought these guys were going to probably end up in really good situations. Uh, even, the, you know, I thought Cam Akers was going to do a lot better. I mean, we've we're starting to see a little bit more out of DeAndre Swift that we were hoping. Um, Jonathan Taylor has been f- anything but impressive. Um, and, and Edwards Hilaire, we all kind of know that situation. So it's kind of funny. We all thought that these guys were going <clears> to <throat> blow up and, and lead us, you know, uh, you know, deep into the playoffs and whatnot, but it's been kind of the opposite. It, the wide receivers have. The guys that we thought were going to have to take some time, like like you said, Judy and, and CeeDee Lamb and some of these guys, we thought these guys were going to take a while to, uh, you know, I thought that CeeDee Lamb, you know, was like the third receiver on the Cowboys. I thought it was probably going to be next year before he was really fantasy relevant. Man, I was wrong. So, well, the, well, the last couple of weeks he really, had, no, he really hadn't been until – until this past week, just because of their quarterback situation, but yeah. but 
you're talking about the running backs and the best and the best of the running backs hadn't even mentioned James Robinson. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. James Robinson and, and and I really think that JK Dobbins is still going to be the you know probably the best fantasy running back out of this group. Yep. Um, he will be. Yep. Antonio <laughs> Gibson's going to be good. Absolutely. He got a lot of hype there when uh when Darius guys got cut. Um but yeah, yeah, so so it's been really, really interesting, and it just kind of goes to show it's it's hard to predict any of the stuff. I mean, a million people do all this research in the world. They land in these situations. You think the world of it, but uh, yeah, it's still just a crapshoot, man. Still just a crapshoot. So, yeah, pretty pretty wild stuff there. So let's talk about some guys who the who their stock is up and some guys that their stock is down. And let's kind of talk a little bit about that, and then we'll talk a little bit about a – you know, who we're buying low on and who we're trying to sell high. So, you know, Tommy, give me some guys, um, you know, that their stock has kind of dropped over this season, maybe over the last few weeks. What's some guys that stick out to you? Oh, man, some some big-name guys, too. Um, Adam Thielen. Uh, the last two games for Adam Thielen, he has nine targets for five, for five catches and 65 total yards. That is terrible. And, and and you probably drafted him to be your wide receiver too. That those aren't even startable numbers right now. <clears throat> now what did, I mean, what did I say? What did I say? Probably two shows ago, three shows ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been saying we've been talking about guys to sell high on, and I have always said Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen blows up the mm-hmm. first half of the season, and then he just fades in the second half, and it looks like it's the same things happening again. Yeah. He, he has not been good at all the last two games. Of course, that kind of has to do, you know, with the fact that Dalvin Cook has just gone off the rails. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Um, so they're feeding him the ball and just kind of ignoring everybody else. Um, but a couple Tampa Bay guys, Mike Evans and Ronald Jones. Mike Evans has only has 52 total targets through nine games this year. That is not even – that's not wide receiver – one numbers, it's not even wide receiver two numbers. Um, I mean, he's not even on pace for 100 targets this year. Well, I mean, like we said in our, uh, you know, our bold predictions and, you know, our show that we did even before the season, uh, you know, I, I had Mike Evans not even finishing in the top 24. I didn't even have him finishing a, as a wide receiver two. Now, I might be a little bit wrong on that because of the, you know, the Chris Godwin injuries and whatnot there, but I he's think had- Mike. Evans has had one game where he has reached double di- double digit, double digit targets. He had ten in week two. Yeah, and, Every, and, and, I mean, and, and it's because Tommy. I mean, Tommy Brady just doesn't throw the ball outside, and you know Mike Evans would be absolute dog crap right now if he hadn't have caught some of those touchdowns when they line up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the, you know, inside the five, and then they throw it to him. And I said that. I even said that in those shows. I said, listen, you know. Any time he's going to have, you know, two, three games where he's going to catch some touchdowns and he's going to be okay, but he's going to be wildly inconsistent and he's going to let you down. And I told everyone then trade, trade, sell this guy because Brady's going to be there for the next, you know, probably couple of seasons, if not maybe three. We don't know how that's going to go. It's hard to predict that. But as long as he's there, man, this is what you're going to get out of Mike Evans, dude. Week three, Mike Evans had two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. Yep, he had those two if touchdown catches. If it weren't for those two touchdowns, he, he would have had two catches for two yards. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So, you know, and that's what it was. I remember that game. I mean, they were at the one-yard line. And then he was kind of the goal. I mean, they these quick little, I don't know, where he kind of goes in. They hit him, uh, you know, a couple of a couple of yards back of the, you know, in the backfield. And then he just goes forward and lunges forward for a touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, it's really, really hard to predict touchdowns. You can't count on them. You never can. You never will. But, yeah, Mike Evans, gosh, that, his stock is definitely dropping more and more and more. Yeah. He is certainly a guy that uh, if you haven't moved him, I'd be looking to move him. Ronald <clears throat> Jones is another one um, for, for Tampa Bay. Um, they didn't, of course, a lot of it was because they were down so much so early against the Saints. But Ronald Jones only had, what, three, four carries in that game? No, it was ugly. It was ugly. It was and terrible. I, and I'm a Rojo owner. I own him in a few leagues, and – <clears throat> yeah, man, he uh, that that game was crazy. I mean, you can't you can't really knock him for that. They, they were yeah, in. but yeah, but when you combine that with a healthy a healthy Leonard Fournette, I think Leonard Fournette wins that every every time. You know, I agree. I mean, because he can catch the ball. You know, yeah. he can catch the ball, and and you know, and 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 Tom Brady likes those types of running backs. I mean, we've seen it for years and years and years. James White and Dion Lewis and things like that. So he likes guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield. And Ronald Jones, man, I, I tell you, he's got hands of stone. Uh, I wished he'd catch a few passes, but, man, it's just it, – when he makes any kind of a mistake, uh, it's all over with. It's You're out. You're out of the game, bro. You know, so – and that's just how it's been with Tom Brady. So I'll tell you another guy who's, uh, whose stock is just dropping and dropping and dropping, and that's, that's Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott. Everybody in that Dallas offense right now is yeah. is struggling. Yeah, but Tommy, you're a, you're a big big Cowboys fan. Let me ask you this, and you know, I don't know if this is a little too far fetched. I don't want to go a little too overboard here, but is Zeke? I mean, I, my personal opinion, we've seen the very very best of Ezekiel Elliott. I we have seen him peak, and now he's on the you know he's kind of on the back nine of of fantasy relevance in my opinion i I know that might sound a little crazy but that offensive line isn't half of what it used to be he's what 25 going on 26 years old or so and and listen you know with the salary cap and everything and this big time money that they have given zeke i knew that dallas i I just i know that dallas is going to just regret the hell out of that contract um, but what's your opinions on like what I'm saying here? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott is talent wise still one of the top five running backs in the entire league. I agree. I um, agree. I just don't. Uh, you kind of hit the nail right on the head there, talking about how bad their offensive line is. They they have to get that uh, squared away first. You know, even before he can become what he what he was a couple years ago um even even before Dak got hurt Zeke wasn't putting up really big numbers and he's nope. now that now that Dak is hurt he's he's not going to either uh, a lot of that is because they're having to throw the ball because their defense is just so horrible <clears throat> that they're always playing from behind now this past weekend was a little bit different um their defense actually played really well against Pittsburgh but um I don't see him being able to run for the same type of numbers he he has been over the last couple of years, just because their offensive line is in shambles. Um, Tyron Smith is dealing with a neck injury. I've heard uh, speculation that he may end up even having to retire because of it. Uh, Lyle Collins, the the right tackle, hasn't played. 
Um, and then you're looking, you know, it's been really bad. It's yeah. been really, really bad. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think that I think that Ezekiel Elliott's one of the best running backs in the game. But as far as how that offense is, that offensive line is, like I said, I think we've seen the very, very best of Zeke. And I think from here on out, <clears throat> you know, he could, you know, he could maybe turn into an RB one again next year. Maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm a little crazy by saying that, especially they gotta, when they, they got to have to get that offensive line fixed first. <clears throat> yeah, and they get Dak back, that offense will start moving the ball. He'll get some goal line carries. I think that's all really, really good. But man, I'm telling you, his his stock is just plummeting right now. And especially like not just in like a redraft league. I know we talk more, you know, we're dynasty pros. We talk about dynasty leagues, but his stock to me in dynasty leagues is taking a big, big hit. Um because it's not like that team's gonna get much better. They're gonna have to do a lot more uh work to that offensive line, like you said, to become, you know, to kind of get Zeke into that top five talk you know as far as 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 running backs because i mean you're gonna have mccaffrey there next year probably saquon he'll come back um obviously you got camara dalvin camara um and and you never know i mean you know edwards elaire might jump up there next year Uh, jk dobbins Dobbins could um listen what's uh, austin eckler is a ppr stud when he's in there so uh, and, 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 you know, a guy that's been top five a lot this year already is James Robinson. So, yeah, Zeke can easily fall out of that top five, and I fully kind of expect him to, you know, and, and be kind of, a, you know, well, in that seven, eight, nine conversation. Well, the best thing that the Cowboys can Derek do right Henry now. Derrick Henry as well. Derrick yeah, Henry's Der- another guy. Derrick Henry's another one. The best thing that, that the Cowboys can do right now, in my opinion, is to lose. Just keep losing. Um Get a better draft pick. Get one of the top offensive linemen, Penny Sewell out of Oregon. Um, he's probably, you know, he's probably the the best offensive lineman in the draft. If you can somehow get a top five pick right there, you may be able to snag him at number three or number four right there. And yeah. all of a sudden, now your offensive line is looking a lot better. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's not like they've got much to play for, and so maybe they should tank a little bit there. Um, I mean, yeah, they're, they'll come back in great shape next year as far as, you know, their quarterback, their wide receivers, they've got Zeke, and then, you know, they'll get, uh, you know, get their tight end back. I mean, I, I think it's going to be okay. They need to add to that defense. They need to go out there and do something Absolutely. there. Um, but, yeah, th- th- get some draft some, some offensive linemen, man, and I think, uh, I think it might be something that hopefully we can get Zeke back to being a, uh, you know, an RB one. But right now, man, I don't like the, uh, I don't like the looks of it until I see some big time changes there. I'll tell you another guy, you know, that's one that kind of breaks your heart, but I'm going to tell you one that kind of breaks mine and that's Lamar, you know, Lamar Jackson's stock has, has dropped. And I know a lot of people preach, you know, don't draft quarterbacks very, very high. Excuse me. And every dang year, it proves true, okay? You can get guys in the, you know, kind of the back end of your draft, um, you know, quarterback-wise, that are going to put up very, very good numbers. Justin Herbert, okay? You know, guys like that that you didn't see coming. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, exactly. Tua's looking fantastic all of a sudden. But, listen, Lamar's points are good. They're good, but he wasn't worth the second round or third round pick that most people had to spend to get him. 
especially in you know in a, in a, in a, in a uh, especially in like a super flex. Um, I mean, I, you are, are are in a are in an auction league where somebody spent fifty bucks on them in a, in a two hundred dollar budget. So I mean, yeah. yeah, and and he's been trying to trade him for for weeks and weeks and weeks, and um, you know nobody really wants him because <clears throat> there's so many other quarterbacks that are putting up equivalent numbers. I mean, it, right now. If I'm not mistaken, think about Lamar Jackson's numbers last year, that kick-ass season he had. You know, through, through I want to say through week nine now, last year, through week nine, Lamar Jackson had 223 fantasy points, okay? If you look at it right now, if you look at the, the quarterbacks out there right now through week nine, there are one, two, three, four, five quarterbacks that have more points right now, okay, than than Lamar had last year at this point. Well, okay. you have to look, you have to look you have to check it out this way. You knew that that last season was not going to happen again. Um, you had to have. Last season was a very special year for him. He he ran for what over, if I'm not mistaken, over 1,200 yards, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and had what. He was responsible for what, 43 touchdowns. Is, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. Did he have 30? Did he have 32 passing and 11 rushing? Something like that. It was nuts. Yeah, you knew that 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 wasn't going to happen again. Now he's not. He's not a primary. He, he's not primarily a passing quarterback. So if they can kind of contain him running the ball a little bit, now all of a sudden he's he's forced to throw the ball a little bit more when he's struggling with it. You know, and and I'm a you know I'm a diehard Ravens fan. I I watch every snap, every play. <clears throat> I watch those games. He looks okay. He looks fine. I mean, they're call, you know Greg Roman's calling some interesting games. They're throwing the ball a lot more, <clears throat> so that running game's not setting them up like it it did. But yeah, it just kind of goes to show that you know you don't want to go cra- too crazy on these. On these quarterbacks, because right now, at this point, Aaron Rodgers has more points than Lamar did last year. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's killing it. Russell yes. Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, all of these guys. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is another guy that you had to draft very, very high, but it paid off. Yep. Um, the <clears> difference <throat> in all of those guys and Lamar Jackson is are all those guys are primarily passing quarterbacks, though, too. Now, Kyler Murray does run it. Josh Allen does run it. But they they throw the ball first, and then they and then they scramble. Lamar looks to scramble before he throws the ball, or at least he has. Now this year he's kind of being forced to throw it a little bit more, and it's not coming off as well. No, no, and I think you know the 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 I'm going to tell you right now the loss of Hayden Hurst hurts. <clears throat> it hurts and, Mark Andrews too. Yeah, yeah, and and it also kind of hurts that you know your number one wide wide receiver in that offense is a five foot eight five foot nine guy in hollywood brown on the outside yeah and they're not chucking the ball downfield i was talking about this last night on the back row raven show uh you know blake and i do that show every every week and we talked about it you know extensively about this offense and you know how it's been where it's going um but yeah i mean you're not scaring many people but here's the thing you got hollywood brown they never throw the ball downfield either you know, he's not trying to take the, the top off the defense. Even if you, if it's an incomplete pass, for crying out loud, it at it, it least kind of keeps that defense honest, and they're not even doing that right now. So I will say this. I still think that um, 
Lamar is kind of a buy low candidate because I know a lot of people that that drafted him have a big investment in him. So I know in a, a lot of leagues, unless someone is like me and they're a big, big Ravens fan, but most places people are trying to trade him. You know, they're trying to go ahead and get what they can for him. Um, they want to get a return for that investment, that high, either that high draft pick that they spent on him or, you know, the money, you know, fab money, you know, kind of their budget. And if it's a, you know, kind of a keeper league, whatever it is, they're, uh, you know, they're looking to trade those guys. So yeah, his stock's kind of down and, you know, and it affected Hollywood Brown's stock as well. So let's, let's move on from like the stock down guys and let's, let's, let's get a little bit more positive. Let's talk about some of the guys that their stock is up. Okay, and, and and one of the guys we'll start with here, and we'll stay with the Ravens right now, is J.K. Dobbins. Um, yeah. Didn't do a whole lot this last week. Baltimore kind of threw the ball a little too much, didn't run the ball, but hey, that's fine. It helps me out because I'm looking to acquire J.K. anywhere I can get him. His, his numbers are stupid, you know. I mean, his – I don't know. He – you know, yards after contact, you know, yards per carry – Everything is is near the tops in the league right now. It, you know, so he's a guy I'm looking to pick up uh, any chance I can get, to be well, honest he, with you. Well, he's – J.K. Dobbins, in my opinion, was the best running back in this draft class. Um, I think he, he's the most skillful running back in this draft class. He wasn't drafted that way, but he, he has the – the most talent of any running back that was that was taken in, the, in this past draft. Yeah, he was. Uh, <clears throat> I was pretty excited to to get him in that draft. I'm, I'm not going to lie there, but uh, like I said, his numbers have been phenomenal. They need to get the ball in his hands some more. But if you can go get him, you know, a little bit. I I don't know if you can get him on the cheap right now, to be honest with you, because he, he he's a hot name. But, man, he's going to blow up next year. Oh, my gosh. If you can get him and to be able to stash him for next year. Uh, well, well, especially if the Ravens don't bring back Mark Ingram and don't bring back Gus Edwards, it's it's his show. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and, and let's say Mark Ingram's probably not going to be back. They'll save $5 bucks if they cut him. And with the way that the, uh, the salary cap's looking next year, I think it's pretty safe to say that Mark Ingram. I love the guy, but it's pretty safe to say that he's not going to, uh, he's not going to be back. So, um, yeah, not sure about Gus Edwards. We'll see what goes on there, but I don't care what it what happens. J.K. Dobbins is going to be a monster, a monster next year. <clears throat> Another guy's that stock is kind of up too, and <laughs> you know we just mentioned him a few minutes ago, and that's Hayden Hurst. Listen, he he was a big bit. You know, he was. I don't know if you want to call him a sleeper. He was a sleeper at one point in time this offseason, but that didn't last very, very long. He was a very, very big time. Like, he was a favorite late-round draft pick for a lot of people out there, including myself. Um, I thought that he would finish this year as as a top-10 tight end, possibly even a top-5 tight end. Well, guess what? He's a top-5 tight end, and it looks the same moving forward, yep. especially with the loss of George Kittle. Um Believe it or not, Hayden Hurst, he's putting up double di- – I mean, PPR League's putting up double digits uh, points every week now. If you can still go out there and get him, uh, you know, because most people that may have drafted him might have taken him as a backup tight end for crying out loud. So you might be able to go and get him, you know. Or even dropped him earlier on in the season because he was he would have been on that stock down list 
early the first couple weeks of the season because yeah, he wasn't doing anything. <clears throat> True, people were taking him, uh, expecting big, big things from him immediately, and it took him a little while. But what did I say? I've said it on the show almost every week. He's a hold. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on to him. Don't drop him. Hold on to him, and now it's starting to pay off every week. He's putting up better, better numbers. So hopefully you've got him. If you can go get him, go do it. I guarantee you, he's not on any damn waiver wire out there no, unless somebody's in a some, unless somebody's in like an eight-team league or something. Even so. even then, he he should be owned in all formats in every single league. Absolutely, man. So tell me some guys, Tommy, that you have that their stock is up right now. Um, T. Higgins and Brandon Ayuk are, are two are two uh, two guys who uh, who have really stepped up. The, the last few weeks. Ayuk mainly because Debo Samuel was injured. Um now he was on the, he was on the COVID list this past week, so he didn't play. Um but he's been activated from that. And it's also possible Debo Samuel it will play the play this this weekend as well. Gosh, I hope so. Gosh, um, I hope he does. But Brandon Ayuk has looked really special um in that San Francisco offense. Um he's He's been he's been efficient. I think last week um, he had or the last game he played he had uh, like eleven targets, but he caught eight of them. Um, so that's really high efficiency, and uh, he's he's looked really explosive. Yeah. Um, T Higgins is the clear number two receiver, uh, bordering a, bordering the number one receiver in Cincinnati right now. Um, he's been really really good. Uh, take, stepping into what that AJ Green role used to be. Yeah, T. Higgins, man. Uh, T. Higgins has actually turned out to be substantially better than I even expected to be. Really, really honest mm. with you. Um, you know, he's he's actually from right down the road from us and everything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're kind of rooting for him. But listen, man. I mean, he's been putting up great points. You know, in in week eight, he put. Put up over 14 uh, PPR points the week before, 18, and the week before, 19. So, you know, since week three, he's put up double-digit, you know, points every week, man. And it, that ain't going anywhere. I Man, this guy's no. legit. Very, very legit. And, um, you know, you're probably looking at like a, an average of, pro, you know, from here on out, maybe 15, 16, you know, f- PPR points a game, which is which is. Wide receiver one numbers, man. You know well, what bodes well for him is that he plays with a quarterback who's going to target him a lot. Joe Absolutely. Burrow is looking to throw the ball, and T. Higgins is arguably his favorite target right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who's some other guys, man? Who who else you got out there that's uh, you know their stock has gone up over the last little bit? Yeah, um, you got Jacoby Myers, the wide receiver in New England. Um, last. He's averaging ten targets a game the last three games, um, and now he doesn't have the same type of efficient of efficiency as a Brandon Ayuk. He's only caught eighteen of those thirty targets, but that's six. That's still six catches a game. Um, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I take that back. The last two games he he has eighteen catches. The last two games he has eighteen catches. So he's averaging nine catches a game the last two games. Yeah, yeah, he was a big waiver wire target uh, this morning when our waivers processed in a lot of leagues, man. Jacoby Myers was a dude that went in every single one of them. He was he was a hot little ticket uh, this week on the waiver wire, to say the least. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. The last, last two games, eighteen catches, two hundred twenty-seven yards. I mean, 
Hey, that's wide receiver num wide receiver one numbers coming out of a guy who's on who's on the waiver wire. So yeah, absolutely, man. You gotta love it. Gotta love it. Hopefully that uh you know hopefully that keeps up. And uh, yep. I don't see why it won't. They've got Baltimore on Sunday night. They'll probably be playing from behind, most likely. Um, so you can see some nice garbage time from him. Yep. So who who's some yeah, who's yep. some guys uh, you got there? DJ Shark. DJ Shark. Yeah. DJ Shark. Um. I told you him getting away from Gardner Minshew was going to help him. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Jake Luton stepped in as the Jacksonville quarterback, targeted DJ Chark 12 times. Oh, I know. Seven catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Mm. 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 I told you Gardner Minshew was holding him back. You know, I've got DJ. I've got Chark in, in, in a, the, the league that we do at my, uh, at my job, my work league. And uh, I'm pretty deep at wide receiver in that league. Um, so DJ Chark sometimes sits on my bench. And, and before that, he hadn't really done a whole lot. But I will tell you, he is the exact dude. And we all have got these guys. We've all had them. We'll, all, we'll, we'll always have these guys. That man, when you, when you start them, they do nothing. And then you find, you know what, the hell with him. I'm, putting him on, I'm not playing him this week. And then when he's on your bench, he blows up for, you know, 27 fantasy points like he did uh, – like he did Sunday, though. So, yeah, DJ Chark was sitting on my bench. Luckily, I still won that game, but I would have been sick to my stomach if I had a loss because of that. So, uh, yeah, yep. DJ Chark. And we're going to talk about him in a few minutes. He's one of our sell highs. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that we're looking to, uh, you know, to kind of pawn off and see what we can get for him. Any other uh, any other guys out there that stick out to you? Yeah, I've got Jerry Judy here. Um, the first handful-plus games, um, he wasn't really – that number one guy, um, it was Cortland Sutton. Then Cortland Sutton got hurt, and then it was Tim Patrick. And now, for the last couple games, it's been Jerry Judy. Um, 24 targets the last two games. This past weekend, he had 14 targets. Um, only converted on 50% of them, so seven catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. But still, when you're looking at seven catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good numbers. I don't care how many. I mean, more targets, the better. But yeah, you know, you're just looking at those fantasy points, and if that's what he's, uh, if that's what he's putting up, man, you know, count me in because I mean, yeah, I mean, just this past week against Atlanta, he had 25 and a half fantasy points in the PPR league. Yeah. Uh, you know, the week before he had 11. So you know, nothing crazy there, nothing sexy there. But listen, that's still it, anybody gets me double digits, man. They're good. We're yeah. we're good. We're good friends. It also helps Judy that Drew Locke has been playing better the last couple of weeks too. Absolutely, and and they can build off of this game. You know, they see they're obviously feeding him the ball, twenty four targets, like you said, in the last couple of games. But um, so they're not shying away from him. So expect this, you know, kind of moving forward. Uh, you might see a garbage touchdown catch from Tim Patrick here and there. I fully expect it. You saw it. You did see it on Sunday as well. Um, yeah, they, but yeah. They, they have two solid, you know, fairly solid tight ends. They got KJ Hamler there, who's also going to take some targets. But Jerry Judy sh- should be the prime guy there. Yeah, he's the he's the wide receiver one there, most definitely. So yeah, that's some good stuff for our, you know, people that their stock has gone up over the last little bit and stock that's kind of dropped. So let's kind of segue Tommy into our buy lows and sell highs before we get out of here, and. Um, Let's just talk. Let's talk about our sell highs right now. And we were talking about DJ Chark just a minute ago. He's a guy that we definitely recommend selling high on. I'm in a dynasty league right now where I am trying to pick up Tyree Kill, and a guy wants DJ Chark. 
you know, and you and I talked about this yesterday on the phone. Um, I'm still trying to make that deal. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll trade DJ Chark and some, you know, what was that deal, Tommy? What was it DJ Chark and, uh, yeah, it, it was DJ Chark and, uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire for, um, weren't you trying to get Tyreek Hill? Yeah, Tyreek uh, Hill Kareem and Hunt. Kareem Hunt. And I'm a Nick Chubb owner, so I'm trying to shore up that backfield. Edwards, and now this is a dynasty league too, so I don't like giving up Edwards Lair, but if I'm getting back Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, we're, we're in good shape there. I get Kareem Hunt, shores up my, my backfield there in, in Cleveland. And like I said, DJ Chark is such a, you know, uh, uh, kind of a whack-a-mole right now. You don't know when you're going to hit and when you're not. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, um yeah, if we could sell high on him, which I'm trying to do, I'm I'm all about it right now. Well, I said it last week, and I think I said I said it the week before as well that um, DJ Chark is best used with a quarterback with a bigger arm. Gardner Gardner Minshew just could not get the ball to him, whereas Jake Luton, Mike Glennon, they both have big arms. So whichever one of them is the Jacksonville quarterback is going to be able to get, is is going to be able to throw him the ball. So DJ Chark is it is definitely a guy who is usable with a with a quarterback who has an arm big enough to get it to him. Yeah, so go cash out on him. See what you can get. Shop him around. He's coming off of a big big game. Um, you know, you can kind of sell that moving forward. You, you guys got to go out there and, and make these deals before your trade deadlines up. You need to uh, you know after you get off this. Uh, you know, listen to the show, go, go in your league, look at your league calendar, whatever, wherever it's posted, and make sure you know when your trade deadline is because you, 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 you don't want that to pass you by. It happens every year. You want to make a deal, and you're like, oh, crap. You know what I'm saying? So we don't want that thing, to the trade deadline, to hit, and then you're trying to make a deal, and you're like, oh, man, I wish I'd have friggin' paid attention. So, yeah, yeah, right now, you know, look on your phone, do whatever you can, find out when that deadline is. And make sure you can cash out on these guys while you still can. DJ Chark is a beautiful, beautiful example of that right now. Um, Josh Allen. Maybe I'm crazy for saying this, Tommy, but Josh Allen is a guy I'm looking to shop right now. We, we were kind of talking about some of these quarterbacks that are putting up phenomenal numbers. Now, I, I traded Josh Allen in a deal not too long ago, uh, you know, in a big, big package I really, really liked where I got, like, I got – Trade Josh Allen and got J.K. Dobbins and, and and Lamar Jackson from a guy in a dynasty league. Okay, I like that deal. Okay, only in deals like that though. Otherwise, I'm I'm not dealing Josh Allen for just any Joe Schmo. No, um, no, no. You got to get it. You got a good good haul for him. Yeah, um, I mean, but getting Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins is a, is an extremely is an extremely good haul. Um, and I think in that circumstance you have to do it, but otherwise Josh Allen's a top five quarterback. Well, that was a situation. That's a situation where I took advantage of, right. of of someone that was growing a little frustrated with uh, with Lamar. So took took full advantage of it, man, and and did that. And I really like that. Like I said, it's a dynasty league. Um, so um, I, I'm 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 taking that and sleeping like a baby tonight with that. So uh, you know another Curtis Samuel. This guy, what, what is it, man? Like, is it three weeks in a row now he's rushed for a touchdown? Yeah, it's made me extremely frustrated. Oh, my gosh. I mean, oh, my gosh. If he keeps it up, maybe he is, you know, somebody to really, really have. But can that keep up? Because other than that, unless he's catch, you know, running this touchdown or anything, he's been, uh, you know, mediocre at best. So you can't count on these touchdowns every week. Yeah. So. This is a guy maybe you catch a guy sleeping, snoozing, whatever it is, needs help at wide receiver, whatever you can do, go sell high on this guy right now while you can. 
you know, you jumped up on your soapbox earlier about trade vetoing. I'm going to jump up on mine right now. I, I know it's part of the game, but it, it, it frustrates me to no end to have guys like Curtis Samuel in the backfield vulturing touchdowns from guys like Mike Davis. Oh, my gosh. Oh that my is gosh. so infuriating. Dude, he did it this weekend with, with McCaffrey in the game. I know. Okay? I, know. So, uh, I know. I had McCaffrey in there, too. I'm I'm a I'm a McCaffrey and Mike Davis owner. I benched Mike Davis because McCaffrey played, and all hey, of listen, a sudden, we're not Curtis complaining. Samuel gets yeah, the but zone. shit. I mean, you know, McCaffrey in a PPR league put up what thirty-seven fantasy points. You can't. Yeah, complain but I promise. I promise you, if you lost by four points because McCaffrey got a touch got a touchdown vulture from him, you're pretty hacked off. Yeah, yeah, you would be. You would be. You know, here's another guy I'm I'm maybe trying to sell high on, but I don't know if you can really. I don't know how high you can sell on this guy, but that's Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster in that offense has looked pretty dang good. He's been getting a lot of the targets. Um, I'm selling him because I don't think uh, – here we've kind of said this before, and, and, and I'll say it again. I don't care what fantasy league that you're in. There's always a dude in your league that's a diehard Steelers fan. Mm-hmm. Go to that guy and sell him Juju because uh, I think his stock right now is pretty decent. It's pretty good. It's not as high as it maybe was a year ago, but it's pretty good. Um, that Steelers guy or someone else will probably need that, want that, and and we don't think he's going to be in Pittsburgh next year. Now, I kind of think he might be in, like, Indianapolis or somewhere. I could see maybe Sam Darnold and Juju hooking up again like the old USC days and you know, being an indie next year, but that's a whole different show, you know, for the off season. But he's a guy I'm kind of selling high on right now, and and seeing what maybe what kind of wide receivers I can get back. You know, I I, I traded him in a league, and I can't remember uh, what I got. Um, I got like a pretty pretty good running back for him, and I got Travis Fulgham uh, in return as well. So I got like. Fulgham and like Kareem Hunt, I think for Juju, I believe was the deal, and I loved it. Love that deal. Go out there and try and make something yeah. like that happen. And coming from a bitter Cowboy fan, um, if I had any shares of Juju after this weekend, what he tried to do, I would, uh, I would almost think about dropping the guy. What when he uh, what, did, did he go stand over the stars? Up is that he, what he did? Did he do the well, old t- the To well, the Terrell Owens pregame? He danced on the star. Oh, wow. And then when he scored the touchdown, he tried to go pull a T.O. And um, Antoine Woods stopped him from doing it. So I was uh, I was highly offended by him <laughs> on Sunday. And, All right uh, there, Karen. Um, Are you yeah, being a Karen I, right now? I, I am. I'm, 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 having, I'm having a Karen moment. And I was, I, I was highly offended. And I, uh, I don't want any shares of Juju right now. But, okay, well, let's... Before before you blow a gasket here, you you bust a spring or something here, man. Let's move on to you. Got anybody else you'd sell high on? Any wide receivers, running backs, or anything? Um, it, it pains me to say this, but Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. St- I'm not selling him low by any means whatsoever. It would have to be an extremely impressive deal for me to trade Ezekiel Elliott. Do you think it's wrong to trade him? I I think it's, unless you did get a good, good return for him right now, 
I think it's probably a bad idea to trade him right now unless you're just in a in a, in a bad situation. I traded him in that in in a league, uh, you know, I keep talking about these these deals I made. I traded him about 2 weeks ago when I saw this starting to happen and I said, "Well, I need to get out of the Zeke business as soon as I can." I traded him straight up for Derrick Henry and I'm not looking back. Okay, and we kind of talked about this, I think what an episode or two ago about some guys were selling and Zeke was on that list and I was just uh, really, really advocating going and trying to get someone like a Derrick Henry for him, especially in a dynasty league. So, yeah, yeah, here's the thing. I think I would sell Zeke. If you can't get a good, good haul for him right now, I'm selling him this offseason. When the Mm -hmm. dust settles and then all all the hopes are, you know, back at an all-time high, people are waiting for the season to start, that's when I'm selling him. But do not sell low. No, Ezekiel no. Elliott is not somebody you put on the on the on the sell low list at all. Um, do not sell low on him. If you're gonna if you're gonna trade him, make sure you get proper market value for him or higher than than what market value is for him. Um, he is not he's not a guy I'm looking to deal unless I I'm just blown away with some you, stupid offer. All right, I asked you this question maybe our last our last show. Would you trade him straight up for Derrick Henry? Right now, yes. Okay. Dynasty League? Dynasty League. It's, the answer is yes. It, the it's answer getting closer. Yes. I, I, I may try to I may try to sneak somebody else into that deal with them. Um like if if I can go like if I can talk somebody out of, you know, Brandon Ayuk or T. Higgins with them, then then you definitely ain't but getting T. Higgins. I know, with... I know, I hey. know, but 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 if you have somebody who, is I would just I would veto Zeke, that I would veto that trade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. We'd oh. be uh, we'd, we'd be here discussing you the next week if that was the, if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. But oh, um, yeah. but but I, if I'm the Zeke owner, I'm trying to get something else added into that deal that that that's going to help make my team in my mind better. Just because if you're a Zeke owner, you have it in your mind that Zeke is a top five running back, even though it. he's not performing like one right now. Um, so if, if you, if you're, if you're a Zeke owner, it's in your mind, he's a top five guy. So you're kind of, you kind of have it in your mind that you're going to have to go out there and get top five guy value. So, All right. so let me throw this at you then, you know, we're talking about, uh, talking about value right now. You would trade him. You would obviously trade him for Camara. Duh. Yes. Dalvin. Yes. yes. Derek Henry. Yes. Would you trade him yeah. for Aaron Jones? Not straight up. See, Not I think up. I, I think I would. I, I think I would. Would you trade I him think... for Would you trade him for Edwards Elaire? Not straight up. Okay. Try to think of some guys that I'm throwing out there that that you know stick it. Would you trade him for Joe Mixon? No. Okay. Joe Mixon is lower on my list than what Zeke is right now. Absolutely well, that's the reason not. why we're asking these questions. If there's some of these guys that stick out. Um, would you? Ooh, here's enough. Would you trade him for J.K. Dobbins? For future value, probably. But again, I would try to sneak something else into that deal. Yeah. It wouldn't just you be might be able to. You might, up. Yeah, you might be able to get a little something else. Maybe a little draft pick thrown in there, a little third rounder or something. Second, a rounder. third rounder. <laughs> a little, a little second rounder. Sneak that into the deal or something. You know, you never right. know. But would you trade him for James Robinson? Um, in a redraft, yes. 
mm-hmm. in a in a dynasty league. Not definitely not straight up. No. Yeah, it's that's that's still a little scary. That's still a little <laughs> scary. So you know that kind of gives us an idea of value there. Um, I think I would. I think where we were kind of different is I would probably trade him straight up for someone like Aaron Jones. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's kind of how we are. So, okay, so that's some of the guys that we would probably sell high on. I mean, I I put on the list uh, Valdez-Scantling. You know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a guy, but honestly, what in the world can you get for him? If somebody wants to give you something for him, then maybe you can cash out now, but I don't think you're going to get a whole, whole lot out of him. Yeah, I mean, with with MVS, he caught two passes, and they just happened to be both for touchdowns. Um, He's... He's he's a dud. Um, yeah. Without with with Alan Lazard come back, coming back, especially, I, I I don't see much much of any value with MVS. You know, I'd probably sell off on him. Maybe try and get me a draft pick or something out of him. You know, try yeah, and get but, a little rookie pick. Yeah. If you're not able to get anything out of him, then most likely next week he's droppable. So. All right. So let's get to some of the good stuff, man. You know, before we end the show, let's talk about our buy lows. This is. When we put together this list, I got very, very, very giddy because I felt like I was just shopping. I was like on a shopping spree because I've been out there shopping for these guys like crazy right now. And I'm going to continue that. But there's a lot of dudes on here, man, that uh, I think we can get at a decent discount right now. It is getting close to holiday season, Bob, and Black Friday is coming awful close. So there it is. That it is. So... Yeah, I'm just excited about some of these these buy low candidates and 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 some of these some of these guys. Like I said, you can get at a discount and and we mentioned a few of these already in, in our list. You know, we talked about Adam Thielen. Um, listen, you know he's going to be consistent. He's going to do all right. They're going to write that ship. I don't know if he's going to put up the numbers that he has been putting up, but he does fizzle out towards the second half of the season. But if you can get him at a super, super discount right now, he will make a, a pretty solid flex for you, maybe even a pretty good wide receiver too even. So I, I, I'm an advocate for it. I will, I'll bring anybody on my team at the right deal, at the right discount. Um, so if I can get a damn good deal on Adam Thielen right now, I would. But here's the thing. I'm not going to give up a lot for him. So if he doesn't put up super-duper numbers, it's not going to kill me. I'm not because I didn't give up a whole lot for him to begin with, so it's not going to break my team if he uh, if he continues on this kind of downhill trend, you know. So, what's some guys you got, Tommy? Um, guys like a uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, oh yeah, man. He who were just yeah. Um, he's not getting a whole lot of love right now. Just I mean, he fumbled the ball again on Sunday. He hasn't looked overly impressive, but. Again, he's a rookie. He's going to figure it out. In a dynasty league, I'd love to have him on my team. Yeah, he certainly has. He has been anything but impressive this year. Um, you know, I've watched him, and he doesn't look as dynamic as we thought he would. You know, the burst the the ability he has I don't and I know he's dealt with a little bit of injuries and I think that has a lot to do with it but he's a guy that if you can go buy low on right now oh I'm all about it same thing with Clyde Edwards Elaire these two guys were you know you were taking those dudes number one number two in your rookie drafts um, 
if you can get either one of these guys at a discount, and I think you could probably get Jonathan Taylor a little bit cheaper than Edwards Elaire just because well, of the offense. Well, and also about Jonathan Taylor is that you could even use it to your advantage to the to the guy who has Jonathan Taylor going and telling him, listen, he's lost a lot of his playing time and a lot of his touches to Jordan Wilkins. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to hold on to him? Because I'm willing to give you something for him right now. Well, anybody that's in a dynasty league is wanting to hold on to him. They, you know, they're not going to think Jordan Wilkins or Naeem Hines or even Marlon Mack is going to. Oh, I know, but 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 it's all about the pitch. You you want to try oh, to yeah. make it sound favorable to you whenever you're. I mean, that's the whole point of making the pitch. I agree. I would bring him on all day. Um, I, I'd s- stick him on my bench and wait till they get this thing figured out because I think it's going to pay off. Uh, I mean, think about what you would have had to give up for him at the beginning of this season. If you could have even acquired him via trade, you would have had to give up something crazy. Think about that now compared to what you you probably have that now. Absolutely. Same thing with Edwards Elaire. Same thing with Edwards Elaire. I mean, Clyde Edwards Elaire. Edwards Elaire's a little bit different. He's he's still top five in the league in rushing, but. Mm But yeah, he he's not doing what everybody thought he was going to. Um, Clyde, Clyde Edwards Alaire's in a little bit, t- little bit different type of situation. Yeah, um, and he's got that explosive offense where he could just blow up at any given minute. Right. So I still think that his value is higher than say Jonathan Taylor's, but not nearly as high as it was. You know, the first couple of weeks of this season. Um, yep. I'll tell you, you know, we can stick with the running backs, man, because I'll tell you another one, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is a guy. I, I'm not a Joe Mixon fan. I think he's a terrible guy. I think he's a, I think he's a jackass. Um, to be honest with you, but um, you know that uh, this is fantasy football, and uh, I do not own Mixon on any single team that I have, which is strange because I'm in only like 50 friggin' leagues. But I just didn't feel comfortable taking him where he was. But I think his his value has dropped significantly. You know, with these injuries. Um, but when he's in there, man, he's good. He puts up points. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, the problem is he's got to stay on the field and he has, I mean, even, in, even when he was in college back at Oklahoma, he had trouble staying on the field. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was prior to him being suspended for, for jaw jacking that girl in the bar. Yeah. Um, uh, so aside from the fact that he's just not a good dude, He's just not a not dependable. He's not a, he's not dependable. Um and he's you think, like, do you like think, you said, do you he's think a, out there. Is AJ Green rubbing off on him? Oh man. Uh, yeah, I, I I've said it for a long time. The Bengals would have been smart to get rid of that guy a long time ago, but what do I know? Yeah. I'll tell you, like I said, I mean, I'm not an advocate. I I don't want to say go out there and try and acquire Joe Mixon. But there's nothing wrong with sending somebody a text, sending them a message, and saying, "Hey, what would you want?" Yeah. And see what they're what they're kind of feeling out because you might be pleasantly surprised. All of these guys that we're going to talk about is just it's just guys you can get at a substantial yeah. discount now compared to, you know, a month ago, yeah, uh, I mean, a month if, and a half ago. I mean, if I'm able to get Joe Mixon for a double cheeseburger at McDonald's, I'm fine. But yeah, and you know, other than that, I, I don't want them. All right, well, I'll tell you, uh, here's a guy that I've been shopping for, and, and we've talked about him quite a bit throughout the show, and that's Lamar. I've mm-hmm. been shopping for Lamar anywhere I can get him. I mean, He's I'm still a little, QB1. I yeah, mean. I, I'm a homer. I love Lamar Jackson. I'm a Ravens guy. Don't get me wrong, but still, 
he's going to put up pretty damn good points, very good points, as a matter of fact. The thing that kind of separates him right now is that there are like five quarterbacks that are putting up stupid, crazy numbers. So it almost makes like Lamar look a lot worse than he did last year, but he's not really a whole lot worse than he was last year. His numbers are comparable. It's just there's five other guys this year that are blown up even more than Lamar did last year. So Josh Allen, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, even, even Aaron friggin' Rogers, man, the ghost of Aaron Rodgers lives. I mean, that guy, I didn't want to touch him for the last two or three years, but man, look at him go, man. Golly. So, you know, Kyler Murray's been blowing up. So yeah, Lamar's a guy I'm trying to get. He he's a main, main target. One of the guys and, and one of his teammates there too is Mark Andrews. I'm trying to get Mark Andrews anywhere I can get him. Um, he has not put up stellar numbers at all the last three games, um, yeah. but still tight end is so uh, up and down. It's not very deep, and I'm trying to get my – you know, Mark Andrews is a guy you can buy substantially lower yeah. right now compared to what you, – you might even be able to trade Hayden Hurst straight up for him. You know, I've well, seen that trade happen. Well, you know, speaking of, of your Ravens, Hollywood Brown is a guy that I would try to buy low on. He, really? He can't, you, you know, you ever heard the the term, the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Mm-hmm. Well, he, he was uh, he was pretty vocal after um, after not being used over the last several weeks. Uh, last week, he, he, he sent out a tweet that says, what's the point of having soldiers if you never use them? Ever. And then he put ever, yeah, and then ever. immediate, and then immediately deleted it. So yeah, yeah, and 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 like I said, we talked about this pretty, you know, for quite a while on the back row Ravens show. But you know, we were really, really looking forward to this weekend's game to see what kind of targets he got because Lamar, uh, Coach John Harbaugh, all these guys said that you know we've got to do a better job of getting Hollywood the ball. Um, he had three catches for like thirty-eight yards, so it wasn't anything crazy. Um, you know, there's some other guys that got some decent targets in that offense, like. You know Willie Sneed, and I believe you know. Believe it or not, you know the leading receiver in that Ravens game on Sunday against the Colts. You probably couldn't guess it if I gave you ten tries who the leading receiver was in that Ravens Colts game for the Ravens. I mean, it wasn't Gus Edwards, was it? Nope, it was Nick Boyle. Boyle. (laughs) He had four catches for like forty-eight yards. He was the leading receiver in that offense. Yeah, that's that's not good for Mark Andrews owners. No, no, but I'm going to tell you, it, it the Willie Sneed love, he's getting some of these catches over the middle of the field. Same thing with Nick Boyle. Uh, Mark Andrews had three catches in the game, but he's a guy I'm definitely buying low on, and I think you can get him at a pretty good discount. Um, you got any guys that stick out to you that you can get, you know, on the cheap right now? Or cheaper? Uh, probably somebody like Debo Samuel. Uh, oh, hadn't yeah. played much. Um, he's often injured, so maybe you can use that to – your advantage and use it as a bargaining chip saying, listen, this guy's never going to be on the field for you. I'm going to, I'm, I'm offering you something. This is your chance to get away from that headache. Um, he, he's being, looks like he's, he may play this week. Um, he's, he's been activated from the COVID list along with Brandon Ayuk. Um, so it's possible he plays. Um, if he plays, he's very dynamic and he's a, he's definitely a buy low guy. Here's another guy I kind of want to kind of break. We talked uh, in the beginning of the show about some of these running backs and injuries and whatnot. Uh, One guy we want to throw out there that is back to practice this week, I forgot to mention earlier, is Kenyon Drake. 
So I think that Kenyon Drake, if you're a Kenyon Drake owner, everything's trending in the right direction. You could probably fire him up again this weekend. I wouldn't worry too awful much about Chase Edmonds because he underperformed in that full-time role on on you know this this past game this past Sunday and I think it really confirms things with the team that he's just not built for that type of role he's more of a complimentary back so I fully expect you know Kenny Drake to get 15 to say 17 touches um in this weekend's game so sorry to interrupt there but that was a guy that I completely forgot about mentioning earlier and so Kenny Drake's another guy that is trending in the right direction for this weekend well on that note um Chase Edmonds had over 20 touches mm-hmm. and didn't do a whole lot with them. Um, I think he had, I think I saw he had 19 carries for like 58 yards, had a couple catches, but other than that, he he didn't he didn't look he didn't look impressive. He didn't look explosive. Um, we've talked about it in the past. He's a guy that has to be in the open field in order to, in order to make some plays and. If, if he would have had a big, big game like everyone was hoping and hoping and hoping mm-hmm. that he would, I would yep. be very, very concerned as a Kenyon Drake owner right now. But like I said, I think that, uh, you know, uh, that, you know, mediocre performance that he had really, really, you know, confirms that they know that he's more of a complimentary guy and, and, and that's where he, they, he, that's the role he should stay in. So, yeah, yeah. But anyways, oh, moving on. Um I'm sorry. I, Go ahead. Little, little stat correction. Chase Edmonds uh, touched the ball 28 times, rushed 25 times for 70 yards. Well, that's not bad. You know, it's yeah, not bad. I mean, yeah, but it's less than th- isn't that less than three yards a carry? <laughs> yeah, it. But you know, that offense is kind of strange like that. They, uh, I don't know. They, we, it's just hit or miss with those guys. Hopefully, we'll see what happens this. Uh, this weekend with uh with Kenyon Drake so yeah but whenever you get 28 touches you you should do more than 78 yards is what I'm saying absolutely 70 yards I mean that that's just not absolutely it's not very productive so uh you know before I kind of interrupted and jumped in there with some Kenyon Drake love there what about uh, you were talking about Debo Samuel did you finish anything I mean was there anything else you wanted to add about about Debo because he's someone that I am definitely looking forward to getting back. Yeah, to um, I love watching him play, man. They they find ways to get the ball in his hands, you know. End rounds, everything to him. He 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 is a he's a he, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife type type wide receiver. Um, he's going to he's going to he's going to get some carries. He's going to get some he's going to get some catches. Um, even if they if they decide to use him the way that he was used at South Carolina, he's going he's going to return some punts. Um, just any way to get the ball into his hands. Um, now they may not use him in the return game as much anymore, just because they're kind of afraid of his injuries. But Debo Samuel is is a guy that's very explosive, very dynamic, and he can he can definitely make plays with the ball. Hmm. Well, I just saw on the on the news wire here that Jack Doyle has been ruled out for the Thursday night game. So maybe it's a little bit more Mo Alley Cox, you know. Or Trey Burton. Or Trey Burton. So, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. And that the Bengals just added uh, Tack McKinley off of waivers. So he got his wish to get out of Atlanta, and he ended up in wonderful Cincinnati. So good yeah. job, oh, buddy. Well, at, at least Cincinnati looks like they have a future. Atlanta doesn't right now. So that's that may not have been a bad a bad destination for him. Yep, LaVisca Chenault is practicing today, which is good news. Can't wait to see him get back out there. Kenny Galladay did not practice today. 
Surprise, um, surprise. Yeah, not good news there. T.Y. Hilton news, who cares? You know, that's really... Um, Jerry Judy's not practicing today. That's interesting. Maybe they're just giving him a little bit of a rest. Um, but I'll tell you another guy that I'm looking to pick up. If I can, I don't know. It's If you can get him at a discount, cool. If not, Tom Brady. Can you imagine how pissed off Tom Brady is right now after that crap-ass performance against New Orleans the other night? Can you imagine this weekend's game, him coming out and throwing like five touchdowns? <laughs> I mean, can you think? I mean, can you imagine yeah. how mad he is right now? Well, and imagine him coming out and targeting Antonio Brown like 15 times because I think that I think that's what he wants to do. <laughs> I mean, he can. I don't care who in the hell he targets, uh, you know, but I'm telling you, he's, <laughs> uh, you know, they're playing against the Carolina Panthers. And mm-hmm. so, you know, Carolina's, you know, not a bad team, but I just see Tom Brady just being, oh, my gosh, as mad as any. Uh, I can't imagine the fire that's going to be under his butt coming out there Sunday. I could see him putting up a massive game. So he's a guy, if you could maybe go buy him a little bit on the cheap right now, go get him because he's put up some very, very, I mean, very good fantasy numbers this year. Gosh almighty, he's been great. And especially in dynasty leagues, if you can get him as a backup quarterback, that would be uh, what I would look to do. Um, Obviously, super flex, he's going to be starting. But um, in dynasty leagues, if you can get him as a backup quarterback to where you're not really banking your future on him, um, then, then absolutely. Yeah. Well, man, Tommy, I think that's it for today's show. We want to thank everybody out there for listening to us. Uh, feel free to go jump on, uh, you know, jump online, check out our website over at dynastyprosfootball.com. We've got a lot of new rankings out there, dynasty rankings. That's quite a bit different from the rest. We've got a lot of IDP rankings as well. Uh, we're going to have some IDP stuff coming up, a new podcast and everything going on there. If you were ever, uh, interested in doing an IDP league or something like that, uh, stay tuned. You know, we'll keep you posted. We're going to be here for you on that. Feel free to shoot us a tweet, anything like that, or even uh, a private message because uh, we've got some really, really cool IDP stuff coming out real, real soon. But until then, thank you for listening to the show. Everybody, please stay safe out there. And for Tommy and I, we are out. 